I'm Cassandra, and I'm here with my mom to talk about baptism. So our first question is, what does it mean to you to say that you are baptized? Um, I was baptized when I was a baby. I was 10 days old. Um, my parents were given a baptismal candle that I still have. Um, I had godparents because I was baptized. And I think it was just something about me that seemed immutable. I didn't question it. Um, it was part of my identity. Um, and even though I have not been a practicing Catholic for many years, um, it still makes me feel that I, I belong. So um, it's, it's just a, a part of me that... Um, will be with me my whole life, I guess. Okay, our next question is, what do you immediately associate with the sacrament of baptism? Um, you know, I think the symbolism of the, the water washing clean your sins. So, you know, in movies they're always showing sort of evangelicals dunking people in rivers. Um, in my experience and the baptisms that I've attended and seen photos of my own baptism you know it's just a screaming baby getting holy water put on them <laughs> um but yeah I think that's what I associate with that sacrament is that it's a it's a chance for um a fresh start um you're sort of washed clean of all your sin not that I think babies have sins um but I think I was telling you that I found my mom's journal and my mom was an adult convert when she married my dad. She was not Catholic. And they got married, and she converted. And I recently um, was going through her journal. Can I share something mm -hmm. with you? And um, this is written Wednesday, January twentieth, 1954. She says, this is my new birthday. Baptism, penance, matrimony from the... Matrimony plus the confession of faith. I feel so full of grace, I can almost touch it. I am surprised I wasn't a bit nervous. It all seems so natural, even confession. I almost laughed out loud a couple of times. I am so glad about it all. Sooner or later, I would have become a Catholic. I'm glad I didn't put it off. And so my mother was, in 1954, um, just 23 years old. Wow. You know, So she was an adult. She was deciding this is something she wanted to do. And... For her, it was almost an exhilarating experience, you know, and a conscious choice and a conscious decision. Um, and for me, since it, it was done to me, I was a baby and I, I didn't have the choice, I think a different experience. You know, I grew up just knowing I was baptized and my mother chose it and wanted, wanted in, you know. And I think yeah. she did, she said it's her new birthday. So she felt like it was her new beginning. And so I think that's what I associate with baptism is that it's, you are being christened, you are being, you know, washed with Christ, Christ's love. So that's what it symbolizes for me. Thank you for sharing that. Um, the next question is, what effect has your baptism had on your life? You know, it's interesting because um, I think because my mother converted to Catholicism, and we were actively raised in the church. Um, 
I wish I had maybe known more about her journey. I think it would have informed me a little bit more or not so much my faith. I mean, I, I loved going to church. Our family life was centered around the church. Being baptized meant I was a part of that. There was no question about that. Um, I'm sorry, can you tell me the question again? Uh, what effect has your baptism had on your life? Yeah, I think it's more like I've, I've known that I always have belonged to this club. Mm-hmm. And I was part of this club for a long time. It's how I was raised. But when I became a young adult, I, you know, I kind of came back and forth. I, I was never confirmed for some reason out of the eight kids in my family. When it was my turn to be confirmed, my mom was like, oh, I think you're not quite ready. And I think she was also, it was the late 1970s, feminism was coming up. She was still very involved in the church, but she said she was really bored by all the sermons written by men from 1910. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so we actually left our parish church and tried more like modern churches, more sort of churches that embraced um, all kinds of people, you know, that weren't so dogmatic in their ideology. And being baptized meant I could go to any of those churches. So we went to Mission Dolores, we went to St. John of God, we went to St. Mary's, we went to our parish church, St. Agnes. And being baptized meant that I had no doubt that whatever church I went into, I belonged there. And even though I wasn't confirmed, and then I explored doing that again in my 20s, and I I didn't do it. And then I married someone who was not Catholic, um, and we decided to let our children choose for themselves and not baptize you. I've always felt a bit regretful about that because mm-hmm. I like being baptized. I I know that even if I don't go to church or I disagree with some of the teachings, um, that God loves me. And, you know, it doesn't, I don't know how to describe it, but it's... It's something that if you came to me and said, I want to be baptized, I don't know if I want to become a practicing Catholic, you know, for the rest of my life, or if I want to go through all the sacramental things, Mm -hmm. um, but I want to be baptized, that that would mean something to you. I I could recognize that because I think my baptism had meaning for me. Yeah. um, Throughout my life. Um, You know, we didn't do our wedding as a Catholic wedding because daddy didn't really believe And I didn't, you know, a lot of couples just say, oh, okay, he's not Catholic. Go do the teachings for six months and then you can get married in the Catholic Church. But I didn't Mm. really feel like, I didn't want to go through the motions. I wanted it to be heartfelt. And so if he had said, yeah, I want to become Catholic, then I think maybe we would have had a different path. Mm -hmm. But I think um, the fact that I am baptized, I'm able to talk about God. I'm able to recognize God in my life, that my parents were big believers has influenced my whole life and I think my moral character and I think being baptized for me was like a gift I don't think you're deficient because you weren't baptized uh I think um I don't think it makes me better than you Mm -hmm. I think it's just more to do with the way the family framework that I was raised in and um you know, now that I see it was such a big deal for my mother, I think that's so interesting, you know. Um, and maybe you'll be 23 one day and decide that you want to be baptized and you'll be just like your grandmother. I don't know. Um, and you'll have a different experience of what that baptism means to you. For me, it was, it, it was something I was glad that happened, even though I was an infant. And so, again, I didn't yeah. make that decision. 
So how would you explain the life-giving waters of baptism? I don't think you can. No? Um, how do you explain the life-giving waters of baptism? You know, no, I don't think you can. I think, um, you know, when you go to church and you dip your fingers in the holy water and you bless yourself and you do the sign of the cross, that's almost like a mini baptism every time you go in and out of church. Um, so there's like that blessing, right? And I think it's a mystery why it means so much to people and um, it's also a mystery what it means to people. Probably everyone's experience is unique. Um, yeah. But life-giving waters of baptism, what kind of life? Are we talking a spiritual life? I think all, all life. Well, you know, um, I, I guess I can't answer that question. I don't think it's something that can be explained. It's, it's a miracle, maybe. How has your faith developed since your baptism? Oh, boy. Um, so, you know, not to get mm, mm, sort of sad or whatever, but... You know, like I said, I was brought up in the church. My mother was in the church choir. My father spoke in churches quite a bit. He was a public speaker who gave lectures and wrote books on spirituality and religion, um, on Christian marriage, all sorts of things. You know, so our, our life was very uh, intertwined with the theology as well as the, the, the structure of, of being in the church. And my mother was a really devout person and a really good person and you know obviously um she had a very deep belief in god and and had a very strong faith and she died very mm -hmm. suddenly when she was 48 years old i was 14 i had seven brothers and sisters it was the number one worst thing that has ever happened in my life and to my family i mean it was just a horrible shock and um, I think our faith was rocked you know we went as a family to church with her and I think when that happened it just felt like you know how could God do this right mm -hmm. if she loved God so much why would you take a mother away from her family so I think when you know I was 14 15 years old I was very angry at God and I don't know where, you know, about my faith so much. Um, she had a funeral with like five priests and 750 people came because she was so active in the church. And everyone was like, this is a tragedy, but God loved her more and God wanted her home. And that just made me so upset, you know, because it didn't seem rational. And so sometimes I think faith isn't rational. Um... How has it changed? So I think, you know, I was I was unquestioning as a child. I think as an adolescent, I was very questioning. I think in my 20s, I was a searcher, and I wanted to, to believe more, and I wanted to be part of the church community that I had known as a kid, but I, I never quite recaptured that community. Um, I think it was buried for a long time, um, but I think your 
going to mercy has been this sort of opportunity for me to open the door to it again, mm-hmm. you know, and I think about when my dad died, um, and you and I were at the grave and it was at the Presidio and it was a beautiful day and Maureen did that little poem and it felt like something more was needed. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, we took each other's hands and I said, do you want to pray? And you said, yes. And I think that that was a very deeply spiritual moment for me that was rooted in my faith that honestly has been with me on my journey throughout my life. You know, whether I'm professing it or denying it, it's part of me. And so I think, yeah, there's been an evolution. I think since my dad's died this year, this last year, I've certainly prayed more. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel more of a connection, like that he, you know, his last words, literally his last words. He's in a hospice. Uncle Mark and yeah. Uncle Dan went to see him, and he woke up from being unconscious, and he said, "Oh, I've just been, I've just been to, <laughs> I've just been to heaven with a jug of wine, and I have a ticket to paradise." I mean, those are my dad's final words, and I mean, like, oh my God, if if that was true for anybody, yeah, I think I'm two sh- bottles of wine. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it was true for him, mm-hmm. you know. And in this last year, I feel like I've felt his presence, and I feel like I've felt God's presence. And you know, I'm now fifty five years old, so my faith has morphed throughout the years, and we're having a terrible year right now. Right? We have a pandemic. We have Donald Trump. We have racism. We have climate problems. We have all sorts of ugliness Mm -hmm. in our world right now. And I think if we don't hang on to our faith, like our faith has never been more important. We have to join together and the power of prayer and affect change, you know, through our actions and through our intentions. And Mm -hmm. intentions are what prayers are. And prayers come from faith, a belief in a higher power and that things can be better. So I think... You know, I'm an imperfect human, and my faith has never left me, but it's ebbed and flowed. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Our last question tonight is, how would you explain the sacrament of baptism to people of other faiths or to people of no faith? Um, okay, how would I explain it? I guess it's, um, (laughs) this is kind of a silly analogy, but it's like, you know, you want to get a license to drive, right? You want, okay, so, so first you have to go to driving school, right? You have to actually learn how to drive the car. Then once you've driven the car, you've figured that out, then you can get a permit and then you have to log a certain amount of hours with your permit and then you can finally get your driver's license. And then you can finally get a car and insurance. And then maybe you can have passengers. And then finally you can go places. And so this is a silly analogy. But, like, you know, the sacraments are sort of a journey, right? Just like that. And baptism is the first step. So it's it's not quite your learner's permit. It's (laughs) It's maybe your driving lessons. Like, you are sort of given this doorway to go through to start your journey. And I would say that baptism is is the first step that you say 
you know, I am washing away my sins. I'm moving forward with love and intention and a belief in Christ. And my path through Catholicism starts here. That's how I would explain the, the first sacrament. Thank you so much for your time, Mom. Um, it's been a great interview. Is there anything else that you uh, wanted to to talk about or share? I did forget to tell you, especially in that um, sort of how would you describe your faith now, when I was talking about sort of the evolution, I did go see the Pope in my oh. 20s at um, Candlestick Park, and he rode around in the Pope mobile. <laughs> and... Um, I used to babysit a little boy who actually, um, he passed away from AIDS when he was eight years old, but he got to meet the Pope and wow. was kissed and hugged by the Pope, and it actually made all the papers because uh, it was the first time somebody with AIDS was being you know, touched by mm -hmm. like, the Pope it, to show that there was no stigma, um, that you can still love someone who has you know, had a disease. Anyway, I just remember going, I went by myself, and there were people like hysterically crying around me and I just felt euphoric. I felt like excited. Um, yeah. and I, I must've been, it was in the eighties. I must've been around 25 or 26, but anyway, I forgot to mention that. And that was kind of a highlight of my life really. Um, so I don't know, that's the last thing. And then I will say that your grandpa, every night when we were kids and we would go to bed, he would say, God bless you. And he'd go like this and do the sign of the cross on our foreheads. That was the last thing he did before we went to bed every night. So, God bless you. God bless you. Good night. <laughs>